This is Tallboy Radio, the beer review with a difference. Join your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy each week as we give you all the news you need to know about the world of beer and brewing. Take a tour with the ABC of beer and hear about all market Belgian and craft beers that you love or are yet to discover. We want you to join in our weekly debate as we choose a random topic with a foamy top. Get in touch with us at tallboyradio.com or drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com. Check out our social media at Tallboy Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Right, the show's about to start, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 75 of Tallboy Radio. Again, we're sticking with our new format. We'd love to hear your feedback on it. Let us know what you think, how it differed from the previous 70-odd episodes that we did. We'd love to hear from you what you think about it. Hopefully, you're enjoying it because we're certainly enjoying doing it. So without further ado, should we say hi, hellos? Yeah, hi, guys. Brilliant. Enjoyed the, the, sort of the new format. Enjoyed where it can go. And tonight, I am drinking, I don't know if you can quite see it, a Sarvi. Um, which I think is a first for me on the podcast. Um, I've drunk Asahi before. I think it's a first on the podcast. 5.2%, so middle of the road, but pretty tasty. And there's a reason why I chose Asahi, but that will be revealed later. Very good, very good. Andy? Well, I'm on a salt brewery. I can't eat the H dipper. I'll put it in the view. It's not too bad. It says it's a tropical and smooth 8%, but it's like a double dipper, isn't it? Yeah, I love them. Love them. What's, what's, DDH is that double dry hops, does that stand for, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. I, I did try to have a quick glance and when <laughs> I couldn't see it. No, I, th- I, th- I think it is double dry hop. Don't exactly, don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm guessing they do the dry hop process twice. <laughs> <laughs> double dip. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And for myself, I am drinking a beer from Glen Affric Brewery called Baltic Mutiny, and it is a whiskey barrel aged Baltic porter that comes in at thirteen point four percent. Now, it's a beauty. It is a beauty. It's a strong one, and I tell you, I, I read a review actually on uh, Untapped that it was like Christmas in a glass. Someone who called it, and I, I you know. I said to you before yeah. we started, it smells like Christmas cake, and it does taste like port. <laughs> it, it definitely smelled like port. No, yes, it's not as thick or as heavy as I was expecting. Actually, it's a little bit lighter for that strength, but it's a decent beer. So you don't need like a knife and fork to put into it. No, I'm not going to be having it with white sauce. No. <laughs> so I, I picked this one actually because last week we were talking about expensive beers, and then went down one of our famous left turns, didn't we, and started talking about strong beers. So I thought I'd best get myself a strong beer since we were recording on a Monday night because there's a certain game of football that, there people, is. that people want to watch. Yeah, there's a certain game of football. Uh, the Euros are on, and obviously England play Germany tomorrow night. So mm-hmm. it kicks off at five. So I thought, oh, actually, we normally record about eight, but you never know, depending on what the result's like, whether or not. But I'll be watching that. I'm assuming Andy will be watching it as well. Might partake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyone brave enough to make a prediction, given that we're recording this before the result and it will be known by the time it goes out? England 3-1. Andy? I would say Germany 2-1. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll go for two all penalties. Germany win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better say that. I can't, honestly, I couldn't bear... Like, if they beat us on penalties again, that, that would just be awful. Yeah, it'd be 
predictable, if I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know. It could be another stunking 5-1 win. So oh, go on then, guys. You said you were drinking Asahi for a reason. Did you want to fire straight into that? A couple of bits on Asahi, really. And I said to Ad before we sort of started recording, I wasn't sure whether to put this in this or the news bit or that my A for around the world, all markets, and actually A for Asahi. Couple of bits for, for, from Asahi, really, which is weird because I've drank Asahi before and really enjoy it, but I didn't quite realize that they were as popular as they are. And I was doing a bit of research and, and it was talking about basically that there's a, a company brands report and they they do sort of questioning and they go around and see all the top bars from around the world and this and other. And actually, Asahi was ranked number one in the bars that, that this company sort of vetted. And it came up with 18% of bars that said that they preferred and basically they had Asahi. And I was a bit like, wow, I didn't realise that. I didn't realise they were that sort of popular and stuff. And actually what I also didn't realise was that the Asahi group actually owned Peroni as well. So mm. that was something that I didn't know. And basically Asahi was number one and Peroni was number two. And they took a poll of 106 of the best bars around the world. Now to get one to be classed as one of the best bars, you have to win awards. So it's not just some Tim Pop bar from wherever. These are all bars that have won various awards, prestigious awards. And what they do is they collate all of that and effectively they make a list of the most popular, the best, however they describe it. And I saw he came out on top and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't sort, A, I didn't expect that. And and I didn't know they'd been around for that long. I didn't know they were that popular. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's weird because we, again, we said before recording, and I'd said, would you take Asahi over Peroni? And I was like, uh, um, yeah, I probably would, actually. Mm. And we were talking about that. So, Andy, have you ever had Asahi? Or was it too weak for you or not? <laughs> yeah, I've had it before. It's not too bad. I think I've it. might be in a, like a Thai place or somewhere like that. Yeah. Read it. Yeah, yeah. it's just weird. So you got you got basically Asahi, Asahi 1, Peroni 2, and then you got Corona 3, Heineken 4, and there was a couple of the so Brewdog w- was on the list. And they were talking about particularly historical craft beers actually struggling to get into the market of these sort of highbrow bars just because they, you know, they market it as come in for a drink and then drink cocktails for the rest of the night. Mm. Effectively, that that's what happens. It's like actually the drinks are sort of pre-cocktail drinks. But yeah, so that was that was the first bit of Asahi that I had. The second bit was that they had a couple of sporting bits to do the Asahi. They, they have been selected to sponsor the Rugby World Cup. I think it was it 2023, I think the Rugby World Cup in France. They're going to be the official partners. And also London Pride, which is a beer that you said you drank, Ad. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, again, is part of the Asahi group. Uh, I've actually teamed up with the Lions. So the Lions Tour, Rugby Union Tour. So there was a bit to do with Asahi there. Then one last bit that I was going to talk about was their venture, because we mentioned it last week, I think, the Seltzer, well, briefly mentioned the Seltzer to the market. And actually, Asahi have launched into the Seltzer market with the Viper Hard Seltzer. And it's weird, because Ad just brought a newspaper, and it was basically in there, and he's like, oh, have you heard? I was like, well, actually, strangely enough, <laughs> yes, as part of my research, I have. So, so yeah, so there's just three or four bits to do with Asahi there that I just thought might be, um, might be a bit interesting just to sort of throw out there. So if you like your Asahi, then spot on. They're obviously doing something well. Yeah. Have you tried Seltzer's? No, you? Yeah, uh, I've tried the Bud Light one and I've tried Mike's Hard Lemonade and I, th- I think I tried White Claw when I was in Vegas just because I saw it. I didn't know what it was. I thought right. this looks interesting. I'm not a fan. It's just like fizzy water yeah. with a bit of booze in it, but it, it just predominantly and tastes like so. fizzy water. And he's definitely not tried any. Look at no. that. You know, have you tried them, Andy? I don't know whether or not. I don't know whether they appeal, if I'm honest. I, I Fizzy water just appeal to me. Carbonated water, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's all it is, I suppose, yeah. I don't know. So, no, I haven't tried seltzers, but it was interesting that 
obviously there's the move for various companies towards that market, obviously particularly in America as well. You know, mm. the seltzer market in America is huge, isn't it? So so that that's interesting. But yeah, so that that was my bit really for for Asahi and I say whether it's sort of goes into news bit or the A for all markets, we'll, we'll let we'll let the, the the listeners decide. That's it. Yeah, feedback on that one. Andy, have you got any have you got any news for us this week? Yes, yeah, some brief. Belgians drank nineteen percent less beer in twenty twenty. Obviously, it was, it was a bad year for everyone. But yeah, twenty percent less, which is quite a number because I I think I've drank twenty percent more. <laughs> I was <laughs> yes, going to say you're making up for yeah. that, are you? <laughs> yeah, you, you've ordered the overflow, haven't you? <laughs> oh, definitely. It's been worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. You, generally, you think during during. You know, when people are having a bad time, you know, if I've had a bad day at work, the first thing I want, beer. Yeah. To be fair, if I've had a good day at work, normally the first thing <laughs> I want is also beer, but that's by the by. Just you want to say, just want to think, I've just seen that, that just a bit of news, and it's slightly outdated because it's a couple of months ago, but they reckon that um, UK pubs will miss out on 14 million pints when it's on St. Patrick's Day, basically due to COVID. So 14 million pints. Oh, wow. Which is like quite a sizable amount. Yeah. And when you think, obviously, the hit that that would have on on the industry and, and this, that, and the other. £54 million, pound, they reckon that equates to. Wow. I've, I've, I've been to Dublin on St. Patrick's Day, okay. and it is it, it is quite a celebration. If you can get served, if you're in like that Temple Bar region yeah. or just any of the central places near where the parade runs through, then you it's an absolute nightmare. You are queuing for a long time because you yeah. know how long you have to wait for a pint of Guinness anyway. Yeah. They take it very, very seriously. Don't get me wrong, they prep them. I was going to say, don't they just have like literally a guy just pouring Guinness and they're literally just sending them down they, the bar? They do, but keeping up with demand is, is, really? is something else. And actually, Andy, you're a big fan of Father Ted. The person who was at the head of the parade when I went, so you could probably work out what day it was, was Mrs. Doyle. Mrs. Doyle being driven along in a green convertible, which is very exciting for me. Is she dressed as uh, Mrs. Doyle as well? I don't know. I was at the bar. I'll be honest, I missed it. I was trying to get myself a pint of Guinness. A little bit of news then from me. Gaz mentioned the rugby there, so and I'm I'm woefully inept when it comes to rugby. Former Saracens captain Alistair Hargreaves, are you familiar with him? Probably know the face. I can't place with him, but if you show me a photo, I'd probably recognise him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I must admit, it's nobody I was that familiar with. And his teammate, Chris Wiles, well, obviously they don't play anymore, and they've set up three bars now called, I think, the Wolfpack Bars. I don't know if that's a rugby-related term. I would imagine it probably yeah. is. But they, again, have been affected by covid because they had a microbrewery and they produced a whole load of beer which they then could not sell through their bars and they were told that they would have to write off five thousand beers just literally tip it away to get the duty back on it but fair play to them and why they haven't done it locally around here what they said was we're not going to do that we're not going to tip it away we're going to give it away so they drove around every friday night delivering five thousand free pints to people impressive that's that's pretty cool isn't it yeah. that, that is an that act is, of generosity yeah. isn't no, it absolutely yeah i just just wish that all sage would have been or and stockport friend would have been on their route <laughs> that would have been cool come over here sunshine yeah absolutely but cool. i say written off as um you know as a tax rebate at some point oh, whatever, yeah, but... no doubt no doubt yeah <laughs> so but... there's obviously some ulterior motive yeah. but you know i like i like the idea but, but, but... yeah you gotta like the, yeah. the magnanimous yeah. nature of it and another bit of news actually guys it's the latest this is one for you Go on. It's the latest craze on TikTok. Oh, God. Now, I know you've done a dance video on TikTok, haven't you? One, one bad one that will remain hidden. There's no way we can get it on our YouTube feed. (laughs) There's probably is a way. Okay. 
It's uh, not, well, whether it's happened or not, I don't know yet. But no, it hasn't yet. Uh, happened yet, but I'm just thinking we're around your house for your daughter. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I might have to might have to try and persuade her to Bluetooth that uh, one yeah, over. She, she won't need too much persuasion. <laughs> yeah, but the, this this craze is is getting yourself into beer commercials and beer adverts, and it has something in the region of fifty. I think it's fifty million hits. Yeah, fifty million hits, and there is if you hashtag it beer poster. That's what you have to do okay. to get on there. Is there anything? Are you familiar with TikTok, Andy? Well, I, don't, I know what it is. I mean, it <laughs> TikTok things all the time, but it's a bit too cringy for me. <laughs> the thing is, you say cringy, but it has just proper exploded. I should say. Like, it is ridiculous. And, like, everybody. And it's one of those, you know, you go back a few years, you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter, and then it like, Instagram and Snapchat. And so, and all of a sudden, now TikTok, it is just ridiculous it is i think the next big one for us to exploit would be clubhouse are you familiar with that I'm one not, no no it's available on ios and it's just coming to android now is i think it's still in invite only on android don't know right. about no, apple don't. so basically is you it's, it's ideal for podcasters because it, you go into a room you listen to people talk you can converse with them so we could set up our own room to talk about the different beers and things we can almost do our podcast live on there and get people feeding back which might be an interesting okay. way to do it in the future yeah. okay so that's one to look at and then finally last bit of news for me because gas kicked it all off about two weeks ago talking about low abv well there is a company called hop and hemp brewing company okay and you think you can probably figure out where I'm going with this, instead of putting alcohol in their beer, they've been doing CBD-infused beer. So there's no THC in it, so there's, there's none of the hallucinogenics or anything like that in it. It's not, you're not going to get high from drinking it. But they said it's got, there in 330 mils of beer, there is eight, 8 milligrams of CBD, and it's literally to take the edge off. Is that something you'd be interested in trying? I'd rather a couple of beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. What about yourself, Andy? Was that was that something we should be trying on the podcast? Do you think it's an old beer? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to try it out of curiosity. I would. Apparently, they they've managed to develop it in a way that you don't get the taste of hemp to it, so it's not overpowering. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I, I think it's something when, when it becomes available, we, we definitely need to try. So, ABC beer, as you mentioned it, we'll, well, you know, let's let's hear about your A. Yeah, so effectively, sort of the ABL market. So I'm going to mention a bit of basically a bit of Brewdog, just because they've had a little bit of negative press, and we've highlighted it over the last sort of, I said the last couple of podcasts and stuff. But they were doing a campaign, and they started throughout 2021. Basically, they've done a campaign in conjunction and connection with the Eden Project, and basically they're going to try and plant a million new trees. They're going to try and look after the environment. They're going to try and you know, promote the, the sort of green side of them, which is a bit weird when you think again about what we spoke about, about troubles that they've had in their business and stuff. But yeah, so in partnership with uh, Eden Project, um, and it's focused on native tree planting and ecosystem restoration. So amidst all of the negative sort of press that, that they've had, you know, they are looking at they are looking at trying to, trying to promote some positivity and the launch of the buy one, get one tree, as opposed to buy one, get one free, and I quite like that play on words and stuff. But I just thought, you know what, amidst a bit of a difficult time for Brewdog, that that might be, that that's a sort of a, a worthwhile sort of news story. And then the other one, which I'm just looking for now, if you just bear with me, was we've spoke about 0% beers and, and Lyle Cole and Desperados have done one, or Desperados have launched one. Have they really? So Desperados Virgin 0% enters the global market. And again, that was on the back of figures and statistics saying that, you know, 
lots and lots and lots of companies are now releasing zero percent or low alcohol and that was launched earlier on in the year but it yeah desperados virgin zero percent is a major strategic step so yeah so that, that that was a couple of bits one other thing and i'm i'm curious because i think you might have tried this beer and if i'm just i'm just going to try and find it so there's a company in america called mother earth brewing company and they do a rail jam hazy ipa and it's due to be released late april 2021 no abv at the moment and i haven't tried it i'm not sure whether either of you have but i'm pretty sure that you might have tried the coconut cake imperial stout or maybe it might be something slightly similar Uh, yeah i've had a coconut beer i must admit it was a coconut stout and it was really good yeah so the mother earth one mother earth coconut imperial stout and that comes at 11.8 percent abv so obviously quite a hearty one now that was released late march 2021 and i I thought you might have tried it but maybe it was another maybe it's another one so um, but yeah, so that in terms of the, the, the A, there's a couple of, sort of new releases. If there's anybody out there that's tried the the sort of hazy IPA, then shout us up. Andy, I don't know, you, have you tried any of the the sort of Mother Earth stuff or not? I might have to though. <laughs> yeah, I, to be fair, I mean the 11.8. There's a couple of others that, that have been released, and the, the only other one was there's a Mother Earth Flawless Imperfection Project X series, and then one last one which was, and I quite like the name, is the Benevolent Overlord. Which was a pretty cool name, to be fair. Oh, I might change um, my name by default to that. But yeah, so that comes in at twelve point two percent as well. That was released again earlier on in the year. So, but that's just me, really, just a bit, little bit of a wind up of a couple of new releases, a bit of the A for all markets, and then a little bit of positivity surrounding Brewdog. Yeah, definitely. And actually, that tree scheme that you talked about—that has been offered as one of their part of their perks of the equity for punks. We've been looking into that recently, haven't we, Andy? Yeah, that's decent. Yeah, have you have you, have you purchased any <laughs> uh, shares in, in Brewdog as of yet? Not yet. The only shares I've been buying is a small beer to be consumed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's a pretty decent time to get to, to do it though. I think what did we say was twenty five quid is is what you're paying per share at the moment. So the minimum you can buy, I think, is two shares. So you can, it's a fifty quid investment. But that does get you a fair bit. It gives you money off. I think it's five percent off all all purchases for life, as long as you've got the shares, obviously. You get the tree named after you in their forest, which is going to then have a bar and an area where you can go camping next to it, enjoy yeah. a beer and a picnic, which is all rather good. And there's quite, there are quite a few perks in it. And then once the, you know, you're hooked into the idea of buying a few, you then get offered like an extra bit so you can get a 10-pack yeah. of beer if you buy four more yeah. shares and so on. It's, they're, quite, they're quite canny at getting you involved in that way. Go on, Andy, give us your Belgian news. So to tie it in with the episode, it's bacon beer. So bacon beer. It's a place called Huggies Bar, and they work <laughs> in partnership with this brasserie, CA Brasserie, in the centre mm. of Leech. And they basically, it's this six percent light beer with bacon flavour and a subtle smoky taste. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the the people that made it were saying like, oh, they thought it was going to be dead greasy and like and have a horrible like aftertaste, but they went. They said it's quite a smooth beer, but it's. It's ideal to have with like chicken and bacon burger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a limited edition thing though. It's like ninth, ninth of June in eleven bars. Oh, uh, yeah, it's bacon beer. Sounds wrong. It, it does, but there <laughs> is meat and beer. Meat and beer. There is that theory that bacon makes everything better. There's nothing that, that can't be made better by adding bacon. But no. I'm not sure beer is is necessarily on that list. No. No. Well, there was, one, there was one I was going to mention later, actually, when we get onto the weird flavoured beers. And I drank it on the podcast, actually. 
And it was episode 52, which is just like what you could have won when Dave joined us from Double Trouble. And it, I had the 9% Tiny Rebel Imperial Honey Glazed Ham Marshmallow Porter. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It was the, bad. I can't remember. There was definitely one that you'd said, yeah, not good. Yeah, it tasted a ham. It just tasted like <laughs> beer with ham sat in it. But is that not the point because it's a ham-flavoured beer? So if you if you put a ham-flavoured beer in it, it tasted of fish. You'd, be like, <laughs> you'd have issues. You'd yeah. have issues, wouldn't you? Because yeah. it doesn't taste like ham. Yeah, I don't know. The funny thing is, though, I, I expected it to be blended with the taste of beers. I could taste <laughs> I could taste that marshmallow stout or poor, I think it was. And I, don't get me wrong, that was particularly good, though. The flavours that I could pick out of that and my rather underdeveloped palate was really quite good. But it just tasted like mm. the ham was sat in a beer rather than it was all blended in. Yeah. It, yeah, I did not enjoy it at all. Maybe if you cut the can in half, it would be like a big tube of spam with a hole cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a delightful thought. Beer served in a, in a glass or a, a vessel made of ham. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, I'll let you yeah. try that one, Andy. <laughs> yeah. You could you, be the, uh, the, the taste tester for that one, then. <laughs> Too famous alcohol, he probably would probably refuse it. He'd yeah. probably say, Yeah, that's fine. It would kill germs and stuff, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would kill a lot of things, I suspect. <laughs> so, again, with myself doing the sort of see the craft beer, I wanted to theme it like, like Andy said, talking about different flavorings of beer. And one of my favorite things is a fruit flavor beer, as, as I've often mentioned on here. Love the Mongozo banana, much to the chagrin of you two. I know you're not big fans. I love pineapple flavored beers, which I know Gaz isn't a fan of. But my favorite fruit flavor beer is obviously Titanic Plum Porter. I mentioned it before. And when we had Ian on, on TBR 44, talking about brewing his own beer, which you mentioned last week, Andy, didn't you? The, the guy brewing his own beer. He disappointed me massively by saying, the Titanic just make a basic porter and then add plum essence to it after, which was which okay. was disappointing to hear. Yeah. But that said, I've been looking into it, and that isn't that uncommon. When Alva's juice was first produced, they actually did a thing because they were making it with fresh grapefruits. Yeah. So in the Brewdog bars, when they first launched it, you could turn up with a grapefruit, hand over your grapefruit, and, and get yourself a free pint of Alva's juice. And then the grapefruit you had taken in shift up back to Ellen in Scotland and, and get and put it to the beer. There you go, yeah. see? Which is crazy. But now, because it is such a popular beer, they just can't get enough grapefruit yeah. for that. So they use a grapefruit essence, which, because it is so concentrated to get it into the beer and the, and the quantity that they buy it in, it actually says, you know, caution. It's basically poisonous to humans. If you consume it at that level, obviously, once it's in the beer, it's fine. Please don't sue us, Brewdog. We love you. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's quite, quite an interesting thought. And going back to the first episode that we did in the beer uh, format, episode 73, when we talked about the tropic gamma that has been done by beaver town now they do it and for me is what i expect out of a fruit beer they add the pulp of the guava the pink papaya mango mandarin and peach and they add it during the fermentation yeah so it really flavors that beer and obviously it's a strongish beer it's I think five point six. Did we say it was something like that? So, at what point? At what point does then does the quantities that they need to produce then become incredibly difficult to then get that much quantity of it's the a, fruit flavored? It's a good question because I thought that actually when I was reading about it because the thing is about Beavertown, obviously they aren't as large as Brewdog, no, but they are still they're still sizable. You you'll see them in Sainsbury's and everywhere yeah. you go. So. They, whether you'll whether the trapagama will be done in a smaller quantity and not available everywhere, I don't know. Because didn't was it last year? 
Matt, was it last year? Back in last year, didn't Beaver Town open? Was it the biggest brewery in London or something? I'm sure I read somewhere yeah, that they well, opened they're, one. They're, again, like we talked about, I forget who owns it. It might be Heineken. It's got a 49% right. stake in, in them. So, they, they, you know, they are a pretty large yeah. concern. It, it just, it's just the, I suppose, again, is that how how much do you need to produce to stay true to your roots in terms of actually we're going to add the fruit or now we, we physically can't get that much bulk in, so therefore effectively you're going to go down the, we're going to do the essence route mm. and add it later. I don't know. I don't know how much, what quantity do you do you have to sell? I don't know. I don't know I, whether this whether well we'll find out. I guess you know yeah. we'll, we'll have to look into that story. At the moment, certainly they add the fruit into it, right? And the sugars from that obviously help to turn into yeah. alcohol as well. So obviously, by adding the essence as well, you're going to be changing the way that beer yeah. is really produced, aren't you? Because the alcohol, the beer itself, needs to be stronger once it's just an essence used. I would imagine fructose, glucose, and sucrose sugars. They Obviously, they're the three types of sugar that are found in fruit, and, and fruit typically has about 10 to 15% sugar. So it will sweeten yeah. that beer, and obviously some of that will turn to alcohol. Interesting enough, I was looking into it, because this fascinated me then about adding lactose sugars into the milk stout that I had last time. Lactose sugars don't ferment into alcohol. Okay. And that's obviously that's the acid and the sugars that comes from cow's milk yeah so that doesn't ferment into alcohol the other type of fruit beers which we've not tried on this part have you andy you these are commonly belgian beers do you like a lambic fruit ale i've had them i don't don't particularly choose them no so it's it's a sour beer and this one is slightly different it's beer fermented with a mix of yeasts and bacteria which converts the sugars and the fruit sugars that is into a lactic acid which gives it a nice sour taste if you like sour sweets it, it works in the same. You don't like sour sweets? I don't like sour sweets. I thought you were going to say sour beers. I was like, no. No, no, no. You surprised no. me. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's, there's a couple in particular, but no, not, not sours for me. Yeah, so so those those are the different types of fruit in beer. And I, I did find it quite interesting. Actually, while I was researching that on Sunday, I was drinking, as I shared on Twitter, a disco forklift truck mango pale ale. Oh, it was a decent one by Dragate Brew, and that was 5.1, and it really, really tasted a mango. Are you okay with mangoes in beer? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, it was good. Don't mind it. i try that one. That one, I'll put that one up for a To be honest, place. there's a couple. I think the pineapple bit, I'm not a massive pineapple fan, <laughs> you know, particularly on pizza. But it's weird because I suppose, and again, this is a follow-on for a podcast. If you blindfolded me and went, taste that beer, mm. I'd be like, oh, actually, that's quite fruity. That's quite nice. You'd be like... I was got pineapple in. I'd be like, <laughs> but, with, but with that, without knowing that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a bit. I think if I know it's got it in, if I know it's got pineapple in it, then I think I just go down the route. Of, I don't like pineapple, so I'm not going to like the beer. Whereas I think if you blindfolded me and just went taste that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Is that pineapple? Is that not pineapple? Do you know what I mean? And, and I wonder whether or not that. That might be quite interesting because you'll go, actually, the one that you really liked has got pineapple in it. We may have to do that. We'll get some lambic ales in as well and then slip it in amongst them. The Duchess. <laughs> I reckon I could probably <laughs> yeah. re- I reckon I could probably recognise the Duchess. Yeah. Do you? Possibly. <laughs> I think you probably yeah, could. I, I think I probably could, yeah. Although whether I could recognise it from Sarsons is... <laughs> is um, another matter. Is, is another matter, yeah. That's it. It was a very strange beer, wasn't it, that time? It, it was. was let, let us beer. know, Duchess de Bourgogne. If you listen to this podcast and you think, what are they guys talking about? That's a really good beer. Let us know. We'd be fascinated to find out who exactly enjoys that beer other than one of Gazzy's neighbours. Yeah, other than, other than Gemma, one of our neighbours who loves sour beers and she says actually she could drink loads of it and she really enjoys it, wow, which I find abhorrent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, vinegar, that's. 
the second time we had it, it wasn't mm. as bad. I think the first time it was like really gone off. Yeah, I wondered that. If it, I wondered if it was a dodgy. Do you think that's why the barman said, go on, lads, I'll let you swap? Because he realised it was off. four years out of date, yeah. Let's see if these idiots will drink it. Might get them out of the bar. Probably get them out of the bar. So do you think the third time we had it, Andy, you'd enjoy it? What about you, guys? No. Sure. Because there's a bottle there if you want to try. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I I was in the bar and I thought, touch this to go on. Whether or not I've spoiled my palate by drinking a star, you know? (laughs) Actually, to be honest, when I picked it up, I thought I'll wind you up on the podcast with it because I know how you feel about it. It My cousin Bo, when he comes over, he said there's a few beers he wanted to taste. That wasn't one of them, but I did. But say, you're going to make him taste. Yeah, it. I, I did say. Look, if you can taste some of uh, the favourite beers that we talked about on the podcast, then you're going to have to try the worst one we've tasted. No, that yeah, no, that was um, yeah. I, th- I wouldn't have been able to taste it because my palate's been spoiled. So <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, it. That's, no. I'm not sure we'll taste that. This, this is a <laughs> this one is a powerful beer, and I tell you what, it's a good one. I know Andy likes a whiskey barrel aged beer, don't you, dude? Mm-hmm. Skin, I, think. I was just going to say, <laughs> just whiskey and beer. Forget the barreled and anything else, just whiskey and beer. Keep an eye out for this one, dude. You'll love it. You'll love this one. Now, this week's topic, we said we we're going to talk about weird beers, so weird flavourings in beers, weird ingredients used in beers, certainly vinegar, as it appears to be used in Bourgogne, or the Duchess de Bourgogne, sorry, would be an unusual tasting beer. So, who wants to kick it off with an unusual tasting beer that they've had in the past or a beer with an unusual ingredient in it? I'll get, well, I, I'm just having a quick look at this. I haven't tasted this, and it's the Big Ass Money Stout is the name of, mm. of uh, by Evil Twin, and it's flavoured with Hawaiian pizza and money. Mm. And effectively, the money is banknotes. So they, they flavour it with, like, Hawaiian pizza, which is pineapple. It is pineapple. So straight away for me, that's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, but the Hawaiian the pizza. Frozen Hawaiian pizza, that one as well. And banknotes. Norwegian banknotes. I don't know if that makes a difference. I, I, I don't know. I, I've got genuinely got no idea. But that was, yeah, that was interesting. And I'm not quite sure what that would taste like. Mm. So that, that, that would be my first offering. Obviously, there's, there's a couple more on, on the list, but Andy's looking... Or pensive there. Come on, and then share one with us then. Go on that sort of flavour tone. This one's called, it's a beard beer. So Oregon's Rogue Ale's Beard Beer is made of yeast grown in master brewer John Mayer's beard. <laughs> Start joke. He, he tested his beard hairs. Yeah, beard hairs. And then um, found this like yeast in it. So they added that to the beers. And apparently it gave off a pineapple flavour. Well, there you go. <laughs> He's obviously been eating pineapple pizza and picking pineapple on his pizza, rather. It's weird because I, I thought you were going to go down, and, and there's one that's called Odious Ale uh, by the is it a 40 foot brewery? Mm. And, and that was, of all the places to find yeast, it was a rolled doll's writing chair. See, that one interested me. Yeah, I, you see, we've obviously looked at the same list. Yeah, yeah so you are. I yeah, so. as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but two things strike me about those two ones. First of all, that in itself has a little bit of a history because Roald Dahl himself other than being an author was quite a character wasn't he he was uh, he was in the parachute regiment yeah. which in itself was unusual because he was six foot six so you know what I mean it's I can tell you for myself I've done a parachute jump and they weren't very keen to have somebody <laughs> who's six foot five strapped to one of their guys leaping out of a plane you know they did question it at first and I nearly got away with not having to do with it but the other one that strikes me about that is because Andy you're trying to you're trying to Make your own beer as well, I can see. Is, is that would that be a source of yeast for yourself? No, 
<laughs> well, you know, yes, his, his beard. Or his, his beard, his yeah, his beard, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's start with the beard and move on to the chair afterwards if necessary. Everyone's a bit of Andy in them. That's a strap line. That's a slogan for a T-shirt, that is. But if you could actually cultivate something from that rather fine beard, would it, and would it taste of ginger? <laughs> Better taste the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> whiskey, yeah. bit of meat. <laughs> all, 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 all the things that Andy stands for. You got a bit of whiskey, got a bit of beer, bit bit of meat in there somewhere. That's it. I, I, I'll tell you then. You know, we take a step away from some of these unusual beers which we haven't tried, and I'll tell you some strange flavoured beers which I have had. So in the opening bit of news there, I talked about a hemp-flavoured beer. Well, while I was in Amsterdam, I picked up a beer called Xmark Cannabis Beer, which not only has the CBD, but also has the THC in it. Okay. And it's it's a 5% beer, so it wasn't no alcohol. And it is one of the worst-tasting beers I've ever had. You know, it was it tasted like it had been overly hopped because hops and cannabis are actually from the same genus of plants. I don't know if you knew okay, that. Yeah, you look yeah. at them, actually, they don't look too yeah. similar, do they? But the beer itself, honestly, it was absolutely vile. I don't think you could get high off it because I think you'd have to drink a few cans and there's a good chance I'd puke before I finished them. They were, it was it was that bad. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't tried it. I, I just, I suppose the, the overly hoppy, over almost like, I suppose, like overly ripe fruit. It's like an overly hoppy mm. beer. It's a, just a bit like, actually, yeah, it's just not very pleasant. You know, it, it's, it all, wasn't it's pleasant. like an off taste. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. It's weird. I imagine it'd be like trying to eat a joint is what it tasted like. Yeah, that's never good. No, no. I, and there's a reason why people don't eat that. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other beer that I tried, and I had this one in America from our soon-to-be sponsors, but no, I'm only joking, Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser do a beer, and I bought this, and I'm, I'll share a picture on our Twitter feed of me drinking it out of an oversized plastic football, as is the Vegas way. And it's a beer called Budweiser Chalada Picante, and it is a Clamata, which is spiced tomato juice and dried clam broth beer. So you mentioned, like, if your beer tasted a fish... This no, was it? Yes, yeah, that was fish, it. Dude. It was beer and fish and spicy tomato. It, honestly, it is the, one of the worst things I've ever put in my mouth. And I once ate a sore sandwich in primary school. <laughs> yeah, that, that that doesn't uh, that doesn't inspire me to go out and try it. Oh no, absolutely not. It, I would. I'd be interested here if, if because it's got a really high rating on Untapped. People saying I got so it. So what about what about like a spicy beer? Because I know that there's like a sriracha yeah. infused beer, and but, and I quite like. The sound, I haven't tried it, but I quite like the sound of that. Yeah, I like the idea of a spicy beer because it, 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 if it but it, again, it's like when I talked about the ham and the marshmallow uh, porter. If it's blended well, yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah. But if it just tastes like your beer's got a bit of Tabasco sauce in y- it, yeah, other, other hot sauces well, are available, <laughs> yeah. then I'm not sure I'd be a fan of it. There, there was one, going back to the, that list, there was one called Ghost Face Killer by Twisted Pine, which is made with ghost peppers. Yeah. That sounds a bit extreme. You see, I, I wouldn't eat anything that means that you actually can't taste it and your mouth is just going to fall off because it's that hot. Mm. And then similarly, why would you drink something that actually you lose the flavour of the drink because it's just so hot? Mm. I, yeah. I don't get that. doesn't appeal. Doesn't I'm appeal. sure there are some people out there that it will appeal to. And if any of our listeners have tried one, go on, Andy, what are you going to say then? I was just trying to I think we've had a spicy beer in Kraftwerks. But it wasn't obviously like, you know, a bit red hot. Yeah. It was a, a bit of a spicy aftertaste to it. I'm sure it was in Kraftworks. Yeah, I was trying that's... to Google it then, but I couldn't really 
see what I was thinking of. I think we had it in a pint glass and not in a bottle or anything like that. Right, right. So it was on tap. Just so that there's a 67.5% bit of the snake venom, mm. which I'm not quite sure whether that is apparently the strongest beer that you're going to. Again, no, I, I don't know. That's, that, I, I wouldn't drink week. anything that strong. No, I just, I don't know. I don't know that really. I mean, obviously it is a beer. It's, yeah. it's brewed in the same way that a beer is, like we said last week about those beers. Yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily quantify that as a beer. One beer that we did mention last week that you said, would, I, would we try it? Because we tried coffee beer. I have picked myself up. Is that the tea beer? It's not the one you mentioned. Oh, right. But okay. yeah, it is Blue Lady Pale, which is a... Tea infused. It is a tea infused beer, which has a taste. It's made by a beer which is added with Edinburgh Tea and Coffee Company's Earl Grey, I think oh, it is. Okay. And it's flavoured with grapefruit as well. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So I've got that one to try after, after this. So that's why, oh, okay. if you're wondering why I had a second you got glass set, Yeah, because you didn't want to take the glass. I thought this uh, yeah, might be a little bit strong tasting. So I'm not a fan of tea, so... I'll put that one in my mouth and I'll see how. Yeah, interesting. Like I say, interesting that when we're talking about weird beers, I actually thought, well, you could have gone back to the last week because tea and beer. Yeah, is, I, it's, it doesn't seem like a natural blend. No, to me, like that. coffee does. Yeah, with a stout or a porter or something but like a dark tea. Beer. Not sure. So mm. we'll 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 wait. We'll wait for the the live taste indeed, test. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but before we do, there was one beer, Andy. I remember you, I'd seen it in a shop. I didn't buy it, and I don't know why I didn't. That you said your pal Clive had tried, which was garlic beer. Yeah, I you can't said it. Yeah, well, it's 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 made from a garlic farm on the Isle of Wight called Black Garlic Beer, and that is made by people who do Yates's, and they they do that, and it's four point one percent, and it is flavoured with garlic. I can't imagine that that would taste good, but Clive said he really quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it must be like the it must have a, an aftertaste to it, like a mm. slightly garlicky one. But I don't have one, but I won't be kissing my missus afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, you, well, 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 maybe this one, Andy. If you weren't, gonna, if you're not going to kiss your missus after a, a, a garlic beer, what about a sheep dung smoked whale testicle beer? Disgusting. It's some sort of Icelandic beer, and it's three testicles per barrel, and it's it's sheep dung infused, effectively. And you're just wow. like, like, I just can't imagine why, why? anybody. Yeah, why? What? what it's, at what point do you go? I know what we'll do. Mm. We'll, we'll 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 get some whale testicles, and then what? Just to make it, just that added extra bit of flavour, we'll just infuse it with some sheep dung, and we'll smoke it with sheep dung. Don't get it. Here's the thing, though. You say three whale testicles per barrel. How big is a barrel? Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> those bad boys are going to be quite large, aren't they? Because <laughs> you use, like, fish guts and stuff, don't you, in a normal beer? I wonder yeah. if you do some of the testicles or yeah, no, salt. Fish guts are used a lot in the, the fining process, aren't they, to make it a more refined beer and to take other stuff out of it. Yeah, but... something, something I overlooked when I was vegetarian quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, a, I don't quite see me tasting that one anytime soon, if I'm honest. But... It's, it, there's certain foods, though, in Iceland, which they'll eat, like sheep's face and yeah. shark, which has been fermented in the ground. Well, they did say the, 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 the whale testicle and sheep dung smoked beer should be eaten um, alongside equally sus- suspect sounding local delicacies such as cured sheep head 
and Rotten Shark. Oh, my God. What a lovely three-course meal you've got there yeah. going on your plate. To be honest, if you're going to drink the beer, it's going to make you ill anyway, <laughs> so you might as well double down on that, aren't you? <laughs> well, just go the whole hog. You know what? I want to go there, and I want, I want, to, I, I want to sample everything that you have. I want to, I want to indulge myself in all of the, the local delicacies. Oh, Iceland. Yeah, and then they put that in front of you, and you're just like, mm, not sure. Well, then there's another one that you may, I think, you're suspecting the scene, which has got equally unpleasant ingredients. And it was called, and it's by Norderbrow, and oh, Norderbrow Biggers, and I will pronounce that wrong, so I apologise to, <laughs> to any Danes listening. Pissner. Did you see it? Basically, Pilsner without the N in it. And it is made with 50,000 gallons of human piss, which was collected at a festival. A festival yeah, I, I saw the same thing, and I was just like, it said something like, you know, if you've been to a festival and you've had a piss, then your piss has probably been used in beer. And I was like, no. Wow, yeah. wow really? Why? Who buys that? Really? Who buys I don't it? Know. I, I don't mean, know. if it's not bad enough that the Danes went to knock Wales out of the Euros, they're then pissing in your beer. <laughs> Although there is, <laughs> it completely, this is the left turn, but the, there is a, there's a clip on YouTube of a festival Oh, and yeah. and there's a there's a female presenter and then this guy just rocks up in the background. I don't know whether he realises it's Iran Troff or what, but he basically just starts washing his face in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the woman's face just turns out she's like like giving it like what? And then like basically the camera's like zooming and he's just like <laughs> you're just yeah. like, dude, come on, mate. Yeah, that is shocking. <laughs> that is one of the more shocking environments. And just, just then, just remind me, you mentioned the festivals. I was just like, yeah, that ain't good. So what's the weirdest one that you've tried then, Andy? Can you think of one? What's the weirdest sort of flavoured beer and stuff? I've tried a few going to beer festivals and stuff like that, so I can never keep up with the names. But yeah, I've had a tea beer before, and it's, mm. it's weird. It felt dead light, like tasting and stuff. Uh I'm not too sure. It's weird because I, I don't I don't remember any like ma- any of the ones that we've mentioned tonight, any majorly bad ones. But just some you go to like beer festivals and it could be a, an infused beer, it could be a fruity beer, it could be a, and you just think yeah, that's a bit weird. It's like a some sort of honey glazed sort of beer, and you're a bit like yeah, so, oh he doesn't like smell it. No, it smells of tea, dude. Smells tea. That Clamart. That's one. okay. That smells alright. Yeah, you probably drink tea, there, don't you? That Clamata one was the worst one I've tasted with the the, the fish, the clam water in it. It's just, was what it, on earth? What, what was the one that, that, it was on the list, was it the the Oyster Stout, which the Porterhouse Brewing Company, I think it's basically just a pint stout and then they have like a, an oyster clam that sits on top of it. And I don't know whether oh, really? you meant to like down the oyster and then drink it. I, I don't know, but basically, yeah, you know, sort of photo there. So, oh, yeah. And it just sits on top of it. So I don't know whether they infuse it or whether you're meant to have it like, I'd be okay with that. One after each other. I quite like oysters. Mm, not for me. Yeah, I do. I've... You've got oysters, Andy. I, I'm not a big fishy person. I'm not a big fan of fish, but I am a big fan of shellfish. And I do enjoy oysters. And I made oysters, which I deep fried in a beer batter once. And I tell you what, they were fantastic. Way better than having them raw, if I'm really yeah, honest. So raw oysters are shucked directly into the conditioning tank to make this popular Irish oyster stout. And it's delicious. Thankfully, the beer doesn't taste like a mouthful of oyster juice. Instead, the oysters leave behind a subtly salty sweet taste. Mm. So there you go. So I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't mind a stout. Well, What's that like then, dude? If I'm honest, dude, it's really quite pleasant. Is it? I can taste the tea, but 
it's it's a pale ale. So again, it's I'm not a big fan of pale ales. I do like them to be flavoured with things. Normally not tea, if I'm honest. Like I say, it's Blue Lady Tea Blend from Edinburgh Tea and Coffee. It's rated 3.65 on, on, on tapped, and it is a floral tea with grapefruit oil and marigold flowers. Okay. So, so I, already, you know, the sort of things you don't want to be reading on the back of a can. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily. But I, to be fair, I, when I when I did a little bit of the, the, yeah. the smell test, it, it smelled okay. I'm okay it? with that, because I think, to be honest with you, the flavour I get more than the tea is the grapefruit, and right. I'm fine with okay. that. Okay, yeah, it's mm. good. So one of the things I looked at when I was looking at these things, I was thinking... There are a few things which would be an unusual flavouring for a beer. I wonder if there is a beer that exists. So one of the ones I thought is Turkish Delight. I love Turkish Delight. I don't mind Turkish Delight. I like the chocolate coated stuff, so either stuff that fries produce. Yeah, others are available. Others are available, yeah, a lot of them from Turkey. <laughs> and I had a look, and there is a Turkish Delight beer, and it's made by, and we've mentioned them already tonight, Evil Twin Brewing. And okay. it's a 6% beer. It's a brown ale, which is brewed with coffee and green cardamom. And one of the criticisms of it, which is strange for a 6% beer with that those sort of contents, that it was a bit thin, which I thought was unusual. But it is a beer I'd really like to taste. Because yeah, I'd I like love, to taste that. I love Turkish yeah. Delight. So go on then, Andy. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. What we, We're talking about weird sort of weird beers and weird flavours and stuff. Is there, is there something that you've sort of thought or you've read you think, actually, you know what? I'd love to, like Adam just said there, you, you, you sort of turkey to like, is the one that you would say, I'd love to see that in a beer? Well, the things I like, meat, chocolate, <laughs> they've all been in beers, I've had them. Maybe just more whiskey beers, I'll do me. Any type, any type of whiskey. Yeah, well, like, obviously I've got a, a wide section of whiskey, but I've had like Tatton Brewery's Viper with the Hay Club whiskey in it, it's beautiful. Beaver Town, Luke Lloyd's with a sh- shot of turkey, our <laughs> turkey whiskey. Just, 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 just well, just, just as an aside, Tatton Brewery's Viper tastes just fine without the whiskey. It's a really good beer. <laughs> it's good beer. It just gives it that extra. Because it, it's eating earlier at tea, and and I said to Jenny and the girls, I was like, "What's the weirdest sort of flavored drink you?" And they couldn't think of one. And I thought, actually, you know, I looked down the plate, and I thought lamb and mint sauce. Oh, and then I thought, would it just be like drinking mm. mint sauce? I thought, could you, could you get the balance? And and I wasn't quite sure whether it would be like a stouty or a a, a hardened ale, or I, and I was just a bit like, oh, could you get that minty? Because obviously mojito, you get mint and mm. you get mint flavored. But I thought, can could you do that or not? And that was just one thing that I just thought, oh, I don't know, because obviously Andy likes his meat and he likes his beer. So is that something you would you'd try, Andy? I'm not sure on the mint part. I think that's yeah. Do you think it'd be too overpowering, do you think? That's what I thought when he said it. The lamb probably wouldn't be great, but mint and beer. It's like cleaning your teeth <laughs> and having a pint of caramel and it's, it's You're not going to enjoy it. Which? Oh, hey, am I just doing all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But do you know? Do you know? I think if if as long as you got as long as you got the balance absolutely right, and it wasn't just like mint sauce. I don't know. I just, yeah. It just an abs, just just a hint, just a hint of mint. I'm a poet. I just don't know it. You know, just, I don't know. And I, I literally, I just, I was like, oh, I wonder what flavour. Wonder what flavour. I thought, mint, like lamb and mint sauce. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I can't say. Whether it were, I don't know. If there's anyone out there that's ever tried it, let yeah, us know. If, hey, if, if anybody up. knows of a lamb and mint flavour um, beer, or just just a, a slightly mint, not a pep, just a slightly mint 
flavour. Because I, I, I genuinely think you could get it right. What about this one then, Andy? A chocolate and mint flavoured beer? Yeah. You could, mm. That's doable because you could do it like a, almost like a chocolate orange. You could do a chocolate orange flavoured beer. I've had a and chocolate that, orange flavoured beer. Yeah. works, I suspect. Mm, wasn't a fan. Well, you know, no, again, but you could... Hit it was, us up if you're out there. You know, yeah, it, it was orange essence, and I, I think you could taste the fact that it was an essence. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, okay. it, was, it, it had an oily taste to it. Right. Mm. But I, I, I wonder whether that... That could work, but it should, like a chili and a chocolate. You do chocolate with lots of things, couldn't you? Oh yeah, and absolutely. put it in it. But I, I did think I, like just weird flavors. I thought mint, maybe, maybe. People, uh, roast lamb and mint beer, and there is one. Is there? Is there? <laughs> yeah, it's on the the Untapped or website. The latest creation uses roast potatoes, carrots, peas, and kumara in the mash. Oh, oh you see. I, mm, see, I didn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said go whole hog lamb dinner sort of thing, no. but maybe. Lamb and mint, but mint, sage, roast lamb. What does, it get, what does it get on Untapped then? Is it one point nine four? I think that's about the lowest <laughs> entry I've seen on there. Yeah, we won't be trying that then. No, <laughs> not no. anytime soon. No. What percentage is it? Just out of interest. Four point three. I tell you one thing. I did search after that. After after my search for Turkish delight, I thought, well, here's one then. I'll find something that is an unusual thing that I only heard about about five or six weeks ago when I was watching a children's television program with my kids and they were making, it was a a Filipino presenter and he was making a babinka, which is a Filipino cake. It's it's made with rice flour and Matilda was fascinated by it. So she said, we've got to make it. So we went out, we bought the rice flour, we made it. And you're going to love this cake, guys, because it's a rice flour cake topped with cheese and pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) So the the worst features of a pizza added on top of a cake. I've got to be honest, I really enjoyed it and it was fantastic. I thought there surely can't be a babinka cake, a babinka beer out there. And there is. And there is. No. There is. Creme brulee latte, bourbon barrel aged imperial stout and it's called babinka because it tastes like a babinka. And Andy, you're going to enjoy this one, dude. It's 15%. That one. Say it more. That, it ticks all the boxes. It ticks all the boxes for me. That one does a really strong stout with those flavours. Cre- you see, creme brulee. Yeah. See, funnily enough, actually, when I was thinking, well, how would you do that? What beers have I had that you could mix together and give it that sort of taste? So with that hint of pineapple, you obviously need a pineapple beer. But I was thinking a creme brulee stout or a creme brulee. That's the way I'd go. Yeah. Like the creme brulee that, that Beartown do. Something like that with a beer. You pinch a pineapple in there and just pack forget a bit the pineapple. Of <laughs> it's essential. It's absolutely it's essential on a really isn't, is it? <laughs> so what? What would be the weirdest thing then? What would be the weirdest? So obviously lamb and mint is up there. See, I was thinking pot noodles. Do someone you no, bring me out there. But they're in that handheld, dude. You you you're a fan of the noodle. I know you're. I'm, I'm not against them myself. But if you could do those in the can with that pot noodle, that's a crossover beer that not necessarily needs to happen. Uh, I don't know. Beef dude. and tomato. I like a chicken. A chicken and mushroom. Mm, I'm not a fan of mushrooms, <laughs> if I'm honest. But the, the curried flavours, I don't know about that, the Bombay bad no, boy. I that that, say, that yeah. might tie in what we were talking about earlier. I just, look, I mean, throughout however many episodes we've done, and I'm sure in the future we'll, we'll talk about lots of flavoured beers and likes and dislikes i just there are some things that just shouldn't be <laughs> used for beer and obviously there's lots of things that you could pineapple being one of the things you shouldn't but pot noodle not sure no well 
Yeah, some of that with lemon mint, and that's been done. I can see Andy <laughs> beavering away Googling, trying to find a pot noodle beer. I didn't know. I was just double-checking my list to see if I had it on there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what will be, what, be one that you would try then, Andy? I know we, you mentioned sort of whiskey and stuff, but is there any sort of out-of-left-field flavour that you think, oh, you know what, even if it's a just wonder? Well, I've seen one on a list of bacon and maple syrup. Mm. Uh, bacon again. The bacon keeps going on, doesn't it? But then uh, there's also a milk beer. Oh, I think. Oh, milk beer. Yeah, they had a big like they had loads of milk and they couldn't like sell it all or something like that. So they started making beers out of it. It's thirty percent beer, thirty uh, percent milk. All oh, right, all oh, right. No. <laughs> if you've got a lot of milk, Lucky Charms. It's the way forward. <laughs> Interesting enough, you can get a Lucky Charms flavored beer. I was going to well. say, yeah, you can yeah. get a Lucky Charms. This week, years ago, you know, I say years ago, you 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 go down the boozer. And you'd have an ale, you'd have a lager. There's none of these like coffee, marshmallow, cake flavored. None of that was it. It's literally no. just like there you go. I'm having, I'm having me, 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 me beer. I'm having me, me ale. Funnily enough, I can remember right when we were younger, and so we're going back to maybe 20 years, and there was a beer which was hobnob flavored beer. Like so, it probably just tasted a little bit of oats. And uh, I, yeah. And our good friend Mark Oliverfield actually once yeah. said, "I wouldn't mind a pint of that." Hobnob. St- oh yeah, and we still to this day yeah. call him Hobnob. He never even tried it. He just said he might try it. <laughs> to this day, because the idiots are well, we called him Hobnob. hobnob yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it it was back in the day. You you got your effectively your traditional bitters. You know, I mean, we growing up, I don't know what what you're like, Annie, but you're probably a bit younger than us, so maybe not. But you know, you grew up and you have like your you'd have your Worthingtons or you'd have your your Theakstons or whatever, or you'd have your proper hand pulled sort of just basically bitter. And then you'd have not even any of the craft stuff that obviously is now popular now. You literally would just have like Foster's, Garling. You might have a couple of more highbrow, sort of slightly stronger. But yeah. back in the day, you'd never think they'd be like marshmallow flavoured. Or... But it's a good thing though, isn't it? There's that. Oh, variety is a spice of life, isn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? And if I'm in the bar and I'm seeing something like that, I'm much more likely to have a pint of that than, than something else. Because yeah. I've never had it before. It's weird, because I think going down to London, you know, drinking with Andy and, and stuff, it's all, oh, we'll go into this place, we'll try this, we'll try that. We'll, 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 I think I've my beer repertoire, when we're out, has probably got better into, oh, I'll give that a go, I'll give that a go. Mm. Whereas, you know, historically, it'd be like, right, I'm just going to drink garling or whatever we go out, which is crap in it. So, yeah. trying different things. And look, ultimately, you go back to what you like, but trying different things. And I think I would try mint-infused beer. I think I would. Oh, I would, but I'd probably regret it. That doesn't sound good at all. Of all the things that have ever come out of your mouth, that's one of the worst <laughs> you, ideas you've ever had. Honestly, do you know yeah, yeah. I, I, Dude, I, I, I think it... Not overly minty, just a, just a hint. No. 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 I'm not quite sure what type of beer you go down, but... I think I think, I think it would have to be well you, well maybe if you did it as a pale ale with a very light peppermint tea maybe it definitely have to be a it, yeah maybe maybe and look at him he's, he's got he, the Google he, face on again look at him he's chattering he's chattering away he has no idea he's on mute either he's he's got the <laughs> Google face on him look at him <laughs> he's definitely found something there yeah. go on say it now he's not on mute yeah I've unmuted that. <laughs> <laughs> There is, there might be a mint beer, an IPA with 50 50 blend of peppermint and spearmint. Oh dear. See? I mean, they are the two best mints. <laughs> are there any others? 
<laughs> Double men. <laughs> <laughs> go on, then, Andy. What, go on, give us a bit of it. What does it say then? Oh, it's, I think it's just looking at it. It looks like it's just a, a brew and your, ho- your own stuff. Oh, like, okay. All um, oh, right, okay. Way of adding it in. It'd be interesting. Interesting. Yeah. See? Not so harebrained. I don't know. The, the fact that it's not commercially produced. <laughs> just Actually, the fact that that's not commercially produced yet, whale testicles and sheep dung infused is. That's maybe. It. If whale testicles are ahead <laughs> of your idea on the list, you've had a bad one. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. Time to get your coat. See you that's later. Time to get your coat. Come on. So that pretty much takes us up to the hour mark there on a, on a more unusual ideas of that, that we've had about different beers so go on as we close out then let's hear about one last beer one last pitch one last idea from anybody who wants to go first well i'm just throwing mine out there i say mint yeah. I'd, I'd love to see i'd just just i'd just love to see if it would work it works in softer drinks it works in cocktails it works in it juices so i'd just love to see if it would work in in beer there was one beer actually that was very heavily advertised and nigh on impossible to get hold of around about easter time and it was made by goose island i can i'm guessing andy knows i know you'd sent me a couple of links to it and that was goose island's cream egg beer which was in very limited edition and then interesting enough there are no entries on untapped about it so i i question whether what's the flavor taste of cream egg dude but is that not just chocolate no, because it's got that. So, what's the flavour? The, the stuff in the middle. What? Which is what? It's like a fondant, isn't it? Like a sweet fondant in the centre. You must have had a cream. Oh egg. yeah, I've had a cream. Egg. It's just chocolate, isn't it? It's not just chocolate. It's got that sweet, that sweet <laughs> muck in the middle. <laughs> Look at these <laughs> So, but what? Fl- I know it's got that. Seventy-five episodes. We're going to fall out on the contents <laughs> of a cream egg. <laughs> No, but I, I know it has that soft fondant scent, but what actually is that flavour? Well, if I had the beer, I'd be able to tell you. I couldn't get my hands on it. <laughs> Andy, Google what flavour the fondant of a cream egg is, because to Andy, me it's just chocolate. Andy, Andy's a big fan of cream eggs now, so don't I, I don't it. mind cream eggs. No. I don't mind them. But they're just chocolate, aren't they? I don't think so, because it's got, it's got that sweet fondant. And whether the white <laughs> tastes different to the yellow, yellow and yellow is, is open for debate. But I, I would say it's not just chocolate. But Goose Island, anyway. Right. Did, okay, going back to the yeah. <laughs> They did a Cadbury's cream egg beer, and it, it had like those wonderful sort of Cadbury colours on the can as well. So it was obviously done in conjunction with them. I would like to try it just to see, mainly just to see if it tastes like a cream egg. But so, now I'm okay. starting to question so, what they actually taste Exactly, you see. So what actually does that fondant taste like? Is it just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Fondant, as in the smooth, thick icing that you get on wedding cakes. Because that's stuff. There you go. There you go. Okay. Oh, mate, it's not okay. really answered the question, has not it? Not really. <laughs> Thick icing. There you go. That's it. Yeah, do. So, do. so, okay, so if you're going down, okay, Easter, do you go down the Christmas, you do some sort of mulled wine, or is that just mulled wine? Do you put some mulled... Ah, you know, that's got, that's got legs, actually, that idea. That's a mulled, not necessarily a mulled beer, but a mulled wine in beer. That's what I'm saying. Combine that, because that's not a million miles away what I've been drinking tonight. Yeah. It wasn't particularly mulled, it was more port. But still only but a pinch do, away. Do you go down that route? Mm. And interesting enough, like, I can still taste it. <laughs> you drink off of that yeah. one. <laughs> I think that's what's making this tea one more palatable. <laughs> drink that one on its own, it's like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it, I'm not sure about that. What about yourself, Andy? Any final pitches, any ideas? Um, I was thinking of a wine one, but I'm sure I've had one in that's been aged in a red wine. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the red Ryan beer you talked about last week? Mm. Was that done in a red wine? Enough, you know, yeah. 
Cool. So we'll we'll wrap this episode up then. And more importantly, if anybody out there can tell us what a Cadbury's cream egg is actually flavoured with, we we'd be grateful. Wouldn't we, I'd be one? delighted to find out. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Go on, anyone wants to say that I can buy um, Didn't quite expect when this episode started that <laughs> the last thing we talk about was the flavouring of a cream egg. Talk about a, a bit of a left turn, to quote sort of Tiddy and Shiny, we're going to have a few left turns, and that's mm. definitely one of them. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, hit us up if you've if you've ever tried any of the beers that any of us have sort of spoken about, um, if you've got any harebrained, wacky ideas about mm. sort of beer and fused flavorings or whatever gives a shout out all the usual sort of social media outlets but yeah i enjoyed it again I had, I had a bit of a hoot enjoyed watching adam drink some tea infused beer or whatever it is so um yeah until the next time that's me done boys andy hope people enjoyed it and want to try some more boilermakers way <laughs> maybe that's something we'll do on a future episode just for andy's sake we'll do boilermakers so whatever beer i know gaz isn't a massive fan of whiskey it's rich in the beer, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on a work night, though. No, not on a work night, no. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out when we record that. We'll record that one during the summer. Maybe when we're all sat around the table together, who knows? That'd be good. Yeah, again, I've enjoyed this one. Love to hear from people. If, if anybody's drank a beer with any of the different flavours, and it's particularly the whale testicle one, I'd like to hear about that. <laughs> if you've tried it, and it, it could be the best thing you've ever put in your mouth. But if yeah. it is, I'd question the other things you've had before it. <laughs> but, until next time, when no doubt we'll have plenty more stuff to talk about. Take care.